Around Comics, Episode 62. Come on, kid. Oh, oh, oh. Come on. Come on up, come on up there. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Then what's your name, little boy? Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the co-host of the show, Brian Salazar. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, sir. I wasn't talking to you, Chris. I was talking. (laughs) Man, am I getting a feeling of danger? (laughs) (laughs) Take two. No. <laughs> and next is our resident voice of reason, the other co-host of the show, Mr. Tom Cater. <laughs> Hello, Mother Barda and the Cousins Barda. <laughs> the, Barda the, computer. the Barda clan. Everyone <laughs> out there is like, they're looking at a joke, I have no idea. Roasting chestnuts, <laughs> waiting. Well, yeah. we, we'll, we'll, let our, we'll let our guest uh, explain, and our guest is a uh, longtime comic veteran and uh, creator extraordinaire, Mr. Hillary Barda. Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, apparently I'm a longtime comics veteran, but I know nothing about computers and podcasts because <laughs> I told my family this was a live interview, and of course it's it's anything but. <laughs> it's gonna be so they're sitting future. around the computer. They have been probably sitting around the computer for what three days now. This will be, broadcast, <laughs> this will be podcast four days later, three days just, later. Just yeah. wait, it's coming. And, and Sorry, long, long, long I'm time. hungry. But what if it goes on while we're eating? <laughs> This is going to be like one of those we'll South American plane turn. crashes. My family will be in the news, you know. What happened to Cousin devoured. Larry? <laughs> one of us He's has gone. to be by the computer at all times in case Go out for comes food. Out. It's, like, it's like lost. You can't, you know, somebody has to type in the code. <laughs> no, don't go get food. He may be on any moment. <laughs> And longtime veteran. That, that's, that's the uh, that's the uh, the long first uh, the first mangled sentence out of Chris's uh, mouth. AKA old fart. Yeah. <laughs> been around, been around a block. He's been doing times. this for a while. How can I say this? Very nice. I will call. I will call him old twice. As longtime veteran. All right. As opposed to yeah, short time veteran. Short time. You know my a- my joints didn't ache when I came here tonight, but now ooh, everything's getting creaky. Well, it's not you know we you could we be a long time journeyman or a long time no. No- journeyman. Novice? That wouldn't like be good. Long time novice would not be good. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Well, folks, this I'm is. Still perfecting my crap. <laughs> this is our Christmas episode, and there's and no other way. Cheer is everywhere. <laughs> yes, apparently it is. we've been hitting the grog early tonight. Mmm, <laughs> eggnog and rum. Uh, there's no better way to mark the occasion than to talk about one of the funniest miniseries of 2006, The Last Christmas. It's a uh, Amazon editor's top ten selection, so you can definitely check it out there. Uh, the Last Christmas took readers on a wild and irreverent sleigh ride of yuletide debauchery and sick humor. 
Uh, Mr. Barta here was the inker on the project, and in just a few moments, we'll be talking with the writers of The Last Christmas, Jerry Dugan and Brian Posehn. But first, I'd like to let you know that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by the New York Comic Con. The New York Comic Con is bigger, better, and has double the space with more gaming and anime for 2007. Oh. Come to the Jacob Javits Center February 23rd through 25th and experience the biggest pop culture event in New York City featuring comics, Ooh. anime, manga, graphic novels, video games, trading card games, RPG, MMOs, toys, movies, TV, celebrities, and more. Everything but comics. Everything but comics, yes. San Diego. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed about liking comics. There'll be celebrities. <laughs> Guests of honor include Stan Lee, Jeff Smith, J. Michael Straczynski, and George Perez. With many more to be announced, for a complete list of guests as well as show and advanced ticket information, visit www.nycomiccon.com. Don't miss out on the 2007 New York Comic Con. Yes, please don't. And we will be there in the end of February. But we'll be in the area where you will walk by, and it's called the podcast room. It'll be all the people you're like, who are these people? <laughs> why are they here? Why are they? Why I are don't they see them drawing. Or or yeah. Be careful what you say in the bathroom. I hear a lot of the interviews take place there. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're wired. Um, for Stan Lee to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Mr. D, Mr. That's the first Excelsior. time I've heard that sentence. <laughs> it takes him so long. I can't. I just can't. Excelsior. Oh, oh man. <laughs> well, if uh, if you're Must not going to be. Urinate, but can't. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a rich episode, I can tell. <laughs> if you're uh, if you're not going to be in New York in the end of February, but you do live in the uh, Chicago area, you can always uh, drop in to uh, Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles on a Friday evening because Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. Uh, when you're here, please remember to ask about Dark Tower's pull list membership. It is truly one of the best you will find anywhere. Truly. Dark Tower has a great selection of mainstream comics, indie comics, and trades, as well as statues and action figures. Come to Dark Tower for all of your comics and collectible needs. Yeah. And remember that your Around Comics experience isn't complete until you've read this week's Long Box of Love. Every Thursday episode of Around Comics has a wonderfully handcrafted webcomic from Brian Bowles. Check it out every month. Why do you, you keep forgetting to fix that typo? Check it out every Thursday. Cut and paste is your at enemy. www.aroundcomics.com. Wow, yes. you've got comics. There you go. Don't look at me like that. I'll fix it next week, I promise. Ah. It's only been three weeks. This is going to be the last episode. <laughs> the last, the last Christmas, Christmas, the last episode. episode. All right, folks, the year of Alan Moore is uh, coming to a beginning, the end of its first month. Uh, it was Swamp Thing month. No so. one has talked to me about Swamp Thing, and I'm on Skype, and no one wants to talk to me. So really? Well, yeah. I'm there. Wow. I don't know if people are afraid. Well, they're afraid. You said you're going to yell cry. at them. Yeah, <laughs> that they didn't understand. You're going to yell at them until they cry. <laughs> don't understand. I don't think I'd want to be a part of that. Well, uh, folks that that aren't aware, uh, we are doing the, the year the, the, the year of Alan Moore. Uh, we started this up on the forum. I, I told folks that I was woefully behind in my Alan Moore reading, and a listener suggested that we start up a little Alan Moore book club, and that's exactly what we did. So uh, the first uh, three, uh, we'll go the first four months here, uh, December, which is rapidly coming to an end. We are reading as much Swamp Thing as we can. In January, we're going to be going over The Watchmen and the complete ballad of Halo Jones. 
in February, we're going to do V for Vendetta and Skiz. And in March, we're going to be reading From Hell. So if you're interested in reading any or all of those, please do so. Check us out on the forum. There'll be discussions going on. And uh, occasionally, Tom's going to be on Skype yeah, looking and you could for people win. to talk you can, about. Uh, there's going to be a contest in January that I think people want to participate in. <laughs> the, the and shortly, you, <laughs> you, will, you will be rewarded from, by me ordering two copies of things while drunk on the internet. <laughs> yes. Don't More details later. Yeah, don't drink and order Absolute, <laughs> Absolute Editions. editions. <laughs> you might show up with two copies of Absolute Watchmen. Yeah, somebody's going to have a, a nice, shiny Absolute Watchmen Stay tuned for there. more details. Is there, any, uh, is there any Hillary Barda art in here? Is, are hmm. in our, in our I, list don't, I don't show up until August. Top ten and the, uh, Tomorrow Stories. Tomorrow mm-hmm. Stories, that's Tom right. Tom Strong yeah, and yeah. Tomorrow Stories in, uh, in August. So we'll have to talk about it then, I guess. In so August. Be, we don't want to, you know, jump the gun. <laughs> Well, you just have to come back in August, and then we'll... We're not uh, only billed as a comics podcast, we're an obsessive-compulsive podcast. What else do done in... <laughs> Sorry, I can't talk about Splice Friday again until August! I have to go wash my hands again. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll be... Uh, actually, I guess it, it's right time to, to call it Jerry and, and Brian. That's sure. Right. Well, once we're, once we're done talking with them, uh, we'll obviously talk about Hillary's involvement in the project, but uh, you have a, uh, a long and very interesting career in comics. That, well, it's long uh, anyway. Uh, I, there's wow. interest there. You worked with Alan Moore. <laughs> I'm sorry? What did you say? Yes, of course I did. So, I mean, that's <clears throat> yes. right, right there. We could probably go We can talk about on. that. Very cool. Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk with uh, we'll talk with Hillary at length after uh, sure. after this part. So um, <laughs> about his poor family waiting to hear. <laughs> Mom, I'll oh. bring food. Hillary, <laughs> they're listening now. It's like we have to wait longer. No, no. All right. Well, let's uh, let's call up uh, Mr. Dugan and Mr. Post. Open up the computer. Hillary might be trapped inside. <laughs> Mom, that's not me doing an impression of you. That's someone who's never met you. That's why it's so inaccurate. <laughs> All right, we're joined by one half of the writing team from the last Christmas, Mr. Jerry Dugan. Jerry, he, how you doing? Jerry's really three quarters. Good, how are you? Uh, Sal was just saying you're probably three quarters of the writing team. Is that true? Uh, no. No, no. <laughs> I, uh, I was, uh, I think I probably did, uh, you know, a little bit more of the editing on the book when Brian was on the road and stuff, but, uh. We, um, you know, we we wrote this uh, together. Okay, we were just we were just giving Brian crap because he refused our call. Well, yeah, I'm definitely 100 percent of the around comics interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he's enjoying Christmas with his family as he should. So yeah, he uh, he's threatening to get to get back to me, but he is he's got family obligations tonight. That's it's, it's been hard. He's been traveling a bunch. The comedians of comedy have been on the road, and he's going back out with um, Sarah Silverman uh, right after the right after the holidays. So he's um, trying to get the family time when he can. I can attest, though, that this is Hillary. Jerry really did most of the heavy lifting on, you know, running the project, because he, he's the guy who was on the other end of the phone when I was late, you know, saying, where the hell are the <laughs> that kind of thing. Do so you want your legs is, broken is, part is, Jer- Jerry is the man with the heavy boots. Yeah, well, you know, you have the, the good cop. Yeah, when I, when I had to, I left a mark on Rick. I'm not going to tell you where on his body, but I left a mark on Rick. When <laughs> you see those cigar burns on his arm. Yeah, there is, there is a so-called sweet spot on an artist where you can get the pages flowing. <laughs> you can't divulge that on the internet. Spot. Yeah. You can really you can really fill a give and then you just know after that there's no more excuses. 
Well, well, Jerry, before before we get too much off track here, what, what, let's go, let's talk about the book for a couple minutes, and and then we can talk about the other stuff that you do in your in your very interesting life. But um, go ahead, tell us a little bit about the last Christmas. Sure. Uh, when I um, I went away a few years ago, I, I actually won uh, a little bit of money in Vegas um, at blackjack. At my really my first time sitting down, and I, I won some money that I knew that I was I was just gonna you know piss away more or less. Uh, so I figured I'd do it all at once and just go on a trip and sort of burn through it all at once. And I went to uh, Spain for like ten days. And while I was there, I just had this crazy idea that put um, a gun in Santa's hand. And I, I didn't really know exactly what it was, but I thought, well, you know, what about Santa as an action hero? But I came back home and I was playing, I think we were playing Halo, uh, Brian and I at Brian's place while we were theoretically working. Um, and he said, you know, what if it was Santa Claus after the apocalypse? And we just kept laughing and uh, laughing. And, and uh, it was one of those things that we actually put the controller down. We went to a computer to start with writing down some of the ideas that we had. You know, we actually beat it out of, of like a, a full film script and we did a, a lot of drafts of it and we we're working a lot in our spare time and we, we knew we weren't going to make it as a film and we, we talked to Rick about it and Rick was um, somewhere in the process I forget exactly where I think he was probably midway through Man with the Screaming Brain with uh, Hillary and, and Michelle and so we had sort of talked about doing it as a book but what we knew we wanted was we wanted that our team so we were going to wait and so we waited and waited um Un- until uh, those guys waited, freed up. Waited, 15 years. Waited. Yeah. Hey, uh, Brian is calling me. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. All right well, Hang on one second. Okay. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. A lot of sap in here. Mm. Looks great. Little full. A lot of sap. Brian, they, they were just asking me about sort of where the idea came from, and I was telling them that I, I sort of went off and had this crazy idea that I, I took home to Los Angeles and then you made crazier <laughs> by remembering, you know, by, by pitching uh, Santa Claus after the apocalypse because we had just seen Road Warrior again. Yeah, I just watched it, and plus there was um, marijuana smoke in the room. Uh, I, don't know who it, but the, I don't know who smoked it, but the smoke was there, and there that's what made singer. us think of Santa with. It was an anthropomorphic cloud of smoke. That, yeah, you were like, let's put a gun in Santa's hand, and I was like, what about a bunch of guns in Santa's hand? That was it. And it takes place after the apocalypse. And it sounds like it was heavily influenced by Halo. Yes, for sure. Yeah, we were, uh, but it did. It was very impressive uh, that it got us to drop the controllers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we were at a computer not too long after, still kind of. Oh yeah, yeah we, we started beating out ideas right away, and, and uh, I think it's yeah, it's been a, a thing we've been trying to get going for quite a while. Something, an idea we both really loved. So. I have a quick story for why I was late. A nice holiday story. Sure, let's hear it. <laughs> I was going to try to call six, but um, I was out doing last-minute Christmas shopping, and that's the holiday part of this. And then I came home to uh, dog diarrhea, and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
while I was waiting, you know, I was uh, going to call you, and I had to do that. And for 10 minutes, I tried not to vomit on the dog diarrhea. <laughs> and, and then uh, I finally just finished cleaning up vomit and dog diarrhea. Nice. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I actually, I don't want to, I don't want to go into one-upsmanship or anything, but I, I had a, I have, I, my fiance comes with a mini dachshund, and uh, <laughs> weird, I don't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that, I guess that's the funny part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> it's like was, it could have been puked up, even though it was shape, dog dirt. Was so, it was right like, at the bottom of the Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my, uh, my dachshund took a dump near my Xbox, and I was like, hey, what's going on? And I get her out of bed, and I'm yelling at her and pointing at the poop, and then I yelled at her, and she peed because she was so scared of me, so I, I got nothing. I had, like, no recourse. Yeah. You got your dog out of bed? What does that mean? Yeah, it's, she's turned into, like, a like a fat teenager, like, just IMs all day or something. Like <laughs> She had Bauhaus on really loud. Yeah. <laughs> what's that smell? Yeah. Read Sandman. Your book accent out people's pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, um, I, I assume that. Uh, well, and and we know uh, Brian that you, you've talked about your your love of comics on on the comedians of, of comedy tour, and and uh, I assume you guys were both comic fans for a long time. Uh, was this immediately uh, something that you thought you know this should be a comic book, or were you initially thinking of of making it something else? We we did think of a feature, but I mean, the whole time we knew it was going to be a great book. I mean, we I, I remember thinking that, like, almost immediately after the idea was, you know, because he and I had talking about doing comic book ideas and screenplay ideas, so, you know. Yeah, it was weird. It was like, both in our mind, yeah. we, I think we were only writing that, that like, you know, that so-called film script, because we didn't really know what else to do. Right. You know, we neither one of us had made a comic book before, but that's really what we were talking about when we were doing it. Right. And at that point, we barely met the, the guys like Rick and, um, and Karen, so we both neither one of us really knew how to do how to even how to even go about doing it. You know. Yeah. I probably had just met those guys. They were publishing. Um, what was the duty? <laughs> the duty LCD. LCD. It was LCD, yeah. but Rick. They had uh, Captain Dingleberry. Yeah, they had oh, yeah. and that's actually I met those guys in Artist Alley, and they were like, "We have we have a comic about a super shitting," and I was like, "Well, I'm in." <laughs> <laughs> Send and, one and way I, to I get slammed. If you like it, write me a letter. And so I wrote them a letter that they actually printed. This was like years and years ago. It's so dumb. I met but, those guys through Derek Robertson. Too. Oh yeah, that's right. We knew them two different ways. Uh, yeah. Because I've known Derek for years. I met him in San Francisco. He was uh, roommates with a uh, San Francisco comic in the early 90s. This guy, Matt Weinhold, who's a nerd. He's in the Star Trek movie. But yeah, he's, he's, he's a funny guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, but that's Derek. And Derek used to come over and draw pages at my house. So it was always something I was kind of close to and, of course, into. You know, and, Like, I had pitched stuff to DC years ago, but they were, it was like too crazy for them. Sorry about the whining dogs in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you didn't have any dogs. It's uh, a continuity error. Uh, yeah, yeah. Con- <laughs> bad, well, bad continuity. Bad continuity. Within well, uh, other, 
other than a love of Halo and free-forming clouds of pot smoke, uh, how did you guys uh, end up together, and, and what's the history between your relationship? Um, he worked at a comic shop in, in L.A. that I used to go to, and uh, will still do, and uh, just started talking. He was the one guy who really knew what he was talking about to work there, and uh, we just, I don't remember what the first thing we talked about was, like new Teen Titans or something like that, but then... We had a great talk when Columbine went down, and that's, I think, when our uh, friendship was cemented. That was a great job for me. I met a lot of, like, friends and a lot of folks I would work with later and stuff, and I, I helped Brian um, with a with a pilot that he had got. Oh, that's Brian. Time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were still working at the shop. Uh, Pat and Oswald and I did a, a pilot that you can find on YouTube. It's, it's not great. Uh, there's great jokes in it, but... Uh, it's not perfect. We would have uh, recut it or done something differently, but it's called Super Nerds. And uh, Jerry helped did like consulting, like helped us, uh, you know, hook this up with. Do we have DC all around or? Yeah, we had a lot. We had a lot of Marvel and stuff, and Bowen gave us. You know, everyone was sort of excited to see a, a you know a half hour show set in a comic shop and stuff. And um, there were a lot of you know. I, I think you know it's sort of. You might look at it now and say, oh, I wish we could have done things differently. But, you know, at the time, I thought there were some great jokes and the world looked right. So, yeah. But it definitely looked like a real store. It was, it was a nice store. <laughs> it wasn't that hard for me to, to, like, leave my job at Golden Apple and go down the street to kind of make fake Golden Apple. <laughs> <laughs> you walk over. You sneak cameras yeah. in. At the time, I was, it was more of a waddle. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what made you guys decide to participate on the war on Christmas? It's not. It's funny. Like I, I think like in the end, you know, when you read it, you'll. He's very redeemed. You know, like he sort of goes through a tough period. But like I, I feel like the folks that would be most upset by the book aren't are a little bit immune to it because it's about Santa and it's not really about. No, it's really an anti-hero story. It's a Clint Eastwood western. Yeah. Um, it's Road Warrior. He does some bad things, but in the end, he comes up, you know, as a good guy. And it's also, like every traditional Christmas, like, was something that we both really wanted. It is a story of faith, ultimately. It's about believing in something, you know. I reread the issues on the train ride from my work to here, and I caught this woman looking over my shoulder while I was rereading <laughs> the issues. <laughs> and she had this sort of bemused, like, slightly shocked look on her face. Uh, mostly, <laughs> mostly it was, a, uh, I think it was, I had it turned to the last issue where uh, Santa throws a gun through a zombie's head. And I looked over my shoulder and she's just like hovering over me, like staring down at what I was doing. But she seemed amused by it, so I don't... Yeah, it's sort of funny. Like, the, we had a mom, I don't know, Brian, I don't know if you remember this. We were at San Diego and like the only... And it wasn't really a negative reaction. The only negative reaction we had in hundreds of people at San Diego was like a mom that covered up her son's eyes but gave us kind of a wink. Like she yeah. was very charmed by <laughs> Wow. Or like, she was coming so like, on to you. Almost 10 feet out, she was charmed by what we were hawking, but it wasn't for her son. But she was still cool with it, so I, I kind of dug that. Maybe it was the Suicide Girls ad on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think, I'll, tell you, yeah. I'll tell you this too, like off too. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, we get we get a like you know a, like a, a a couple of letters by a day just from people either on MySpace or or 
you know, to the website. I bought the the domain, thelastchristmas.com, and really the only horrible or creepy thing I've gotten was like a like a collection of uh, chick tracks and like I don't know whether it was supposed to be fake anthrax or real anthrax. I never got sick, but like <laughs> it was a powdery package of. of oh, that's of a traditional comics. gift. That's a traditional Spanish gift. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone's been pretty down with it, and like you know, I don't know if the O'Reillys haven't gotten hip to it, but like I sort of was wondering, you know, I was like, eh. yeah, I, I wanted to do that, but I didn't know how to do it. I didn't want to get caught, like for so we're doing it ourselves. <laughs> I was thinking, like a fake Christian guy, <laughs> them, and I, like I was all offended. Well, I think trying to get some publicity and sell some books, but I didn't want to get caught. So. <laughs> Mr. Dennis Posehn, a, a yeah. reverend for yeah. any <laughs> listeners. If any listeners would like to uh, fire off a missive to uh, <laughs> O'Reilly, please, uh, please do it. Let's sell some books and then tell me you did it, and I'll uh, buy dinner at uh, something horrible and cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know. I look back at at uh, you know some of the, the my most favorite. Christmas movies or, 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 or animated films that are out there, and, and there's certainly, you know, you look at something like a Christmas Story or or even the uh, the animated, you know, Rudolph stuff. I mean, there's some certainly twisted stuff going on in in some of those things. I mean, a Christmas Story certainly it, it plays on just the bizarreness of Christmas as a as a whole and how people react to it. So I think, I mean, I, I think there's a history of that kind of thing, and, and people are more used to it now. While the last Christmas, you know, takes it to another level of a reverence. No, but, it's not really that shocking, but it might be shocking to somebody who hasn't seen, you know, isn't aware of Santa Claus versus the Martians or whatever that thing was. Or <laughs> oh, yeah. Red Lobo, Lobo paramilitary Christmas, uh, you know, or seen South Park or any of these other places where they've done stuff with Santa before. So it's, you know, it's not that shocking, really, but... Uh, it might be to somebody who doesn't have those references. Well, we, we we had talked about the art a little earlier, and you guys said that, uh, or, or Jerry had said that, you guys held off on the project a little bit to make sure that you could get uh, Rick Remender and Hillary here involved in the project. Um, go ahead and talk. And Michelle Madsen, don't forget. And, and Michelle Madsen, absolutely. Uh, go ahead and uh, talk about the art for a moment and, and why it was important to get that team on the book. Uh, one of the most important things to us, like right when we were talking about this, is um, you know we were looking at IDW at one point, and I was looking at their roster, and, and I was like, do any of these can any of these guys draw comedy? You know, because sure it's a horror book, and there's action, and it's Santa. You know, we always wanted to have it be like the traditional Santa, but like you know, comedy is not easy if you haven't done it before, and we really wanted people who would get that and just draw the action stuff and get what you know this world looks like but then also be able to write jo- or tell jokes you know in two panels or however many panels that you know the bit plays out that was super super important to us and we knew rick and uh karen were great at comedy because we you know we're fans of all their funny books so yeah. we were talking to those guys first right away and then uh then man with the screaming brain came out and we love the combination of, uh, you know, Rick and Hillary and uh, Michelle, and that just made total sense of, like, just locking down the whole team. Yeah, we were really surprised at the time, too, that, you know, when Rick was like, you know, Hillary and Michelle might be, you know, interested. When that first happened, we were like, oh, my God, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be perfect. You know, Hillary was doing, 
you know, Hillary's been doing humor comics for a long time, and, you know, it's tough. It's, it's you know, when we really wanted the Wally Wood thing, and we knew that uh, yeah. those guys together could pull that off. So My favorite part of the book has to be the scene where the ninja shows up for, like, no apparart reason. If I have my way, he's got his own book coming out uh, pretty soon. Origins, uh, Ninja Origins. About, wow, everything seriously. Up- he, he actually, yeah, he had, like, a kind of a bigger part, and, you know, we were going around with six issues, but it still works where we were just like, you know what, we're just like, we want to have a guy with a sword there. And it makes sense for, just for us, up. and if everyone will take that leap. And Rick Brahim, he is he does come up earlier in the book if you look way in the back in the background of a panel, I guess it must be around issue three or so, he's standing in the background. You see a, a silhouette of a guy with a samurai sword sheath on his back. You know? I'll say one of my favorite moments was the reindeer standing in for the uh the slaughtered Tauntaun in uh <laughs> early. Yeah, you know, we tried to uh you know, we we never really I don't think we named it as, like, a Star Wars reference, but everyone would understand it. You know, we sort of tried all the best, like, Santa stories are kind of timeless. That's why you can, like, pick up the, you know, one of these old Rankin-Bass ones, and, like, it's the same year in and year out. We hope that that's what is in store for this. It would be nice if this were timeless and, you know, it didn't have references. Like, you know, in comedy, it's kind of hard to do that with. Like, you... If you pop in the Cannonball Run, you're like, Jesus Christ, this could only have been made in, like, you know. Yeah. Like, there were some jokes that we pulled because we were just, like, how dated and has this already been hit, you know, too many times anyway. Like, there was, at point, one point was a Starbucks that was still working in Seattle. You know, <laughs> like, everything else was gone, gone but lame. And then we pulled that, but then I think the only one we left was the Jessica Simpson one. But yeah, that one still made us laugh at the end. You know, we felt like... She's always going to be around, and people are going to hate her even more as the years go by. Yeah, she's going to age like a fine wine. Yeah, (laughs) she'll have more resonance uh, five years from now in the peak of her hatred. Yeah, she is not going to get smarter. (laughs) Yeah, she's older. Guys, she's going to spiral down. So uh, north prettier. Yeah, yeah, and prettier. Guys, uh, this is Hillary. You gave that line to me, though. You know, uh, the Jessica Simpson line. Oh well, yeah. You were asking if she was still alive, right? <laughs> right. And, and yeah. Jerry says, "Please yeah. tell me she's dead." <laughs> yeah, please. please, please. Hey, you know that brings up a question I had. I, I mean, the the four of you all all make an appearance in the book, um, and I was wondering, are there any other characters in the book that are based on friends or people that you know or that kind of thing? Well, Not Santa, really. my my bastard Ernie. Uh, <laughs> The dog I don't have. Uh, he's in. He's in the last book. Uh, he's the. And then, of course, we've got that. Uh, that Lindy England reference. Yeah, we've got the like the the dog and Lindy England, I guess, showing up in the fifth issue. No one else got drawn in that I know of, unless unless you know. Hillary did something that I don't know about, or or Jeff Darrow put something. Uh, I'm, one of, the, I'm one of those Abu Ghraib zombies, you know, with the black <laughs> bar. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's timeless. Yeah, for the Lindy England thing, one of the elves is uh, doing the the, the gun uh, fingers with his hands. Yeah, yeah, and just like she did. Uh, Rick drew himself as a zombie that Santa kills. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, it sounds like something. Yeah, and do. there is a guy in the background that looks like me, a zombie with. Uh, my big uh, Buddy Holly glasses. Yeah.
Jewish, Kyle? Yeah, I think so. Dude, Jewish people don't celebrate Christmas. What? You're supposed to sing Hanukkah songs. Dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay. Dreidel, 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 that's a stupid song. <laughs> yeah, Hanukkah sucks. Don't you oppress me, fat boy. Don't call me fat, buttfucker. Then don't belittle my people, you fucking fat ass. Ah, damn it, don't call me fat, you buttfucking son of a bitch. Was there anything in the book, I mean, did, did did you come across anything, or did you come up with any ideas that didn't make the book because you thought it was just too much, or 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 was there ever a point where you just kind of went, oh, maybe that's too too over the top or too crazy? There's a lot going back that, like, almost to the beginning where, like, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, like, didn't make the pages, uh, the, the original sort of script that we beat it out. And then I feel like there's more when we went from six issues to five. And I felt like it made it a better, better, you know, mini-series that you would pick up in a trade paperback, but the, it was a lot of dead babies. There was, like, a lot of like, <laughs> funny things that we, like, murdered in the end. Yeah, we did have to kill a lot of children. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've watched Brian and Brian's wonderful, Not charming just the children. ugly ones. We killed some of the cute ones that we really liked, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of, of the end, the last page of the series is not the end, so uh, that obviously leaves it open that you guys are hopefully going to come back and revisit uh, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a... For sure. I yeah. want to, and it's real important to me that we get the same team, so it's going to be about, you know, when everybody can do it, and... Uh, once we've paid Hillary what we owe him and, and that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> God, if you're we can talk about the next thing. If Hillary's you're wearing a barrel with two straps right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we sort of even, we had a, a pretty good idea of where where, where it could go, you know, when we were going to try and get sort of villains that were on his level to sort of, yeah, even the playing field. Well, apparent, yeah. apparently the Easter Bunny is a real dick, so is is he going to make an appearance? <laughs> the Easter Bunny, yeah, is a total dick and a douche. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, were, we were sort of toying with having him mess around with the four horsemen, right? Yeah, that was one thing we had talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, just as, you know, possible place that I'll take it. Um, Captain Kwanzaa. I remember one, one, of the, one of our babies we had to kill that I really wanted to uh, see live was... Uh, um, our reference to the feral kid that's in the, you know, that two or three where it's Santa, well, Santa shows up in San Francisco and he's got the, the paper with the, the drawing and the feral kid throwing the boomerang, or he's got the boomerang and he's Santa shooting him. Um, I wanted at the end of the thing for when the kid gets the bike to, uh, get his pants caught in the, um, you know, in the sprocket and he gets his pants ripped off and, uh, then he falls in mud. And um, well, why didn't I also have that he's, uh, he's well, he, like, had him, he had him chewing taffy so he couldn't yeah, talk too. Like ook bark, so he's instantly turned into the feral kid. Like he just pedals his bike and then yank gets his pants ripped off and his clothes ripped off, and then uh, is covered in mud and is uh, can't talk because he's got the taffy in his mouth. So he's like stumbling <laughs> around on bark. It's uh, real. And I remember but, though having conversations though that were kind of equally. We were just retarded. We were talking about, like, well, he wouldn't really know how to ride a bike, so that seems plausible. Like, like, 
as though, you know, figuring out the why of why his pants got caught was somehow necessary. It was so much more work. Here's the thing, though. If you didn't get that right, someone would immediately go to Newsarama and be like, if this character has never ridden a bike before, why would he be so proficient at riding it? Well, I can imagine but between between you two and Hillary, who's who's kind of a ham, and we all know about we, we all know about Rick. I mean, fucking insult him. Right? Well, a ham in a good way, you know, like a holiday ham yeah. with a pancetta. Yeah, mostly glazed, right? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, I'm well glazed by now. And cloves. Yeah. Michelle's yeah. a street fighter. <laughs> but so what? What I was getting to. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of outrageous personalities that were involved in, in creating this. Was it ever a problem to try and rein things in and 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 keep it on track? Because I can imagine you guys went off in a million different directions. By the time it actually got to from Brian and I to Rick to Hillary, it had sort of gelled. But there was always the threat of, like, is it too crazy? Um, you know, up until the end, I feel like, too, we were like, you know, we believed in it. But we always had folks, like, even my old man was like, so people are ready for this, right? The Santa thing? And I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting around debating stuff like, could Santa Claus really lose a game of Russian roulette? <laughs> oh, it was like the, act- the actual physics? Of yeah, no. Yeah. The metaphysics, the metaphysics of last metaphysics. Christmas. <laughs> Well, I do have a question concerning metaphysics. What's the difference between a, a murdering saw and a gift saw, exactly? I, I kept trying to figure that out, but... You'd know it if you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a gift saw. That's a murdering saw. That's the voice it's I It's just one of those things that an elf could look at. You know, they're really good craftsmen. <laughs> <laughs> Machinists. Fantastic machine. Well, going away, uh, away a little bit from uh, from comics, uh, Brian, I wanted to ask you about. Um, I recently saw you, you you had done a video earlier uh, this year, or I think it was this year with with uh, uh, the band um, Anthrax, uh, and you did a, you wrote a song and you were the lead singer, and and I, actually, I guess the band's not called Anthrax; it's called Posein. Um, right. Well, I did. I did write an Anthrax video a couple of years ago for Scott um, and co-directed it, but then uh, this thing this past summer, it's just like five months ago for my record, I did a video for uh, a single, and it was uh, a song that I wrote with Scott. I wrote all the lyrics. It's called Metal by Numbers, and Scott wrote all the music, and uh, it was just this goofy you know, side thing for both of us. It's something we had talked about. Um, I've known him for a couple of years now, and he's a fan of Mr. Show, and I'm a you know, half my lifelong fan of uh, Anthrax, and um, you know, and I love the funny stuff he did with SOD, and it's just something. And I, you know, I grew up on Weird Al and, and uh, Doctor Demento, and so I've always wanted to do like novelty or like parody type stuff at some point, but good parody. So uh, yeah, it just sort of came together. Well, what I what I enjoyed about it, you know, the most is I, you know, like you, I'm I'm you know. Uh, a metal fan from from years ago and and what, what i loved about the video was just how you were you know really making fun of, of sort of the the new metal that's out there the new metal scene and and how it's you know it, it's not anything what what it once was and right. and how these guys just sort of you know like you said it's metal by numbers they just you know have a formula and they follow it and and so i as a metal fan i really enjoyed it and, I, and a lot of my friends are, are metal fans you know Going back to, to to the Iron Maiden and Slayer days and you know right. that kind of stuff, and so it uh, I know that there were plenty of people that that knew what you were saying in that video. Yeah, cool. Yeah, for me, it, 
it was a thing, it came from an idea that I'm passionate about, you know, I was watching, just like in the video, I was watching Headbangers Ball, and uh, there's like three or four videos on a row that just made me mad, and I was pretty much <laughs> shouting at the TV, and just decided, uh, you know, and came up with the phrase metal by numbers pretty quickly, and just uh, from there, you know, the song kind of wrote itself. Lyrically. Well, let's uh, let's move over to Jerry's other uh, other day job, I guess. Uh, Jerry, you're a writer for TV, and uh, we were talking earlier, and you work on the show Icons. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. I um, I was hired. It was supposed to just really be a, by a, you know, a, I think it was like six weeks or, or three three month gig or something like that for Icons, but um, to to simply write them and. Since then, you know, I've produced almost a year's worth of, of uh, shows for, for G4. Um, you know, I think we're, we're coming close to episode 20. I think episode 20 will be a new Frank Miller episode. And it's basically just um, half-hour biographies for, for a demographic that doesn't usually watch them, like young, young males. We did one on the, the Onion and one on the Suicide Girls, and uh, one of my favorites was Shepard Ferry. I thought that one turned out really well. He's the artist behind Obey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, the one I'm doing now, anyway, is I'm doing two, actually. One on Eli Roth and uh, one on, um, on, on Frank Miller for 300. I, I really enjoyed the Sasha Baron Cohen one, but... Uh... I don't know if you had anything to do with that specific one. I did. I wrote that one too. I, I did, you know, it's that one of all of the ones that we've done was sort of interesting because it was the one that we didn't have any participation from. Sasha wasn't doing it. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. I was like, when I watched it, two things yeah. struck me. I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we never, the same we four never seconds of footage of him getting out of a yeah. car <laughs> was like 50 <laughs> times. And uh, there was a. Uh, my girlfriend commented on this, the part where he shows up at the Uzbekistan embassy to, uh, to give his speech about how they are liars. Yeah. They put really dramatic music underneath it. And my girlfriend walked in during that part and didn't really know what was going on. And she's like, what's going on? Is this very serious? Like, she didn't understand what was... <laughs> yeah, right at the time he was talking about, like, you know, unloading his catapults on Uzbekistan. It was like a dramatic music thing. Yeah. It was the best. You know, it's tough. It's, you know, the, the show that I do, you really want to sit down with someone for a day and sort of get the yeah. day in the life of the show. But, you know, Sasha, you know, you, you would fax questions to him and then he would fax questions back as, as uh, Borat. But that's not going to get you the show oh, that, yeah. you know... Like overall, the way that Shepard Ferry turned out, or something. So, the show um, overall has been licensed awesome. licensed that footage from CNN um, of him in front of the, the Uzbek embassy, yeah. which you know still made me laugh, but it wasn't the same as you know following him around. Well, actually, I, I watched yeah. the uh, the Shepard Ferry one today on uh, on YouTube. They have it cut into into three different parts, and it was fantastic. Yeah. It was very yeah, entertaining. Thanks. They've I been really the good. Turned yeah. out great for you know being somebody that you definitely would have seen his work if you didn't know who he was. Yeah. He was sort of, in my mind, like one of the perfect names to do. Uh, he's the guy that did the Obey uh, campaign. He came up with the Andre the Giant. Is a yeah. Well, um, Brian, but the Miller one was was a lot of fun. That one we just I interviewed Frank not too long ago, and then I went to uh, the mixing session for uh, 300. And uh, nice. oh my god, yeah. I mean, this is it's about to get really nerdy, but Brian and I, you know, our DM 
said that that movie was going to be like Beaches for Dudes. And <laughs> that, nice. that one line review could really go on the top of the poster. I mean, I think we're really going to be happy when that movie comes out. I saw the, the third reel of it while I was interviewing Zach Snyder, the director, for that Frank Miller episode, and it just, it looks like, it's just, it sort of took Sin City and ran with it. If you if you thought Sin City looked great, wait till you see this movie. I just, I was really impressed. Nice. And Icons is normally on, I believe, Saturdays at 7 on G4? Yeah, and some, it's actually, we, well, there's a there's a marathon coming up, but I think they might be moving us to Sunday night, which is fine. But they sort of live forever on YouTube. Yes. Well, it's you know, a, it's G, a, G4 can be a little hard to nail down sometimes on your cable dial, but um, that show is sort of worth YouTubing if you ever wanted to go and eyeball it. It's a really great show because it, even if it's not anyone you'd ever be interested in, like this... Suicide Girls one, which I watched. Why would, my I, not, why would I not be? Because my girlfriend that? listens oh. to the podcast. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to blow my cover. Girls. Yeah. Oh, what is this? It's a great show. If it's, even if it's someone that you wouldn't necessarily think that you'd be interested in, it does a pretty good job of presenting a very interesting view of them. Yeah, I hope so. You know, it's uh, we. The next one is on Tony Alva. There are any skaters out there? Oh yeah, oh, sure, cool. awesome. Uh, that cool. one premieres on Sunday, and that'll run again. Uh, you know, I think it runs for three years, on and off, uh, every couple of weeks. So he's a fascinating um, guy. If, if for anyone that's that's watched uh, what Lords of Dog or the uh, yeah the yeah documentary. exactly boy those guys they went through hell a lot of them yeah yeah Tony especially I think but. Um, Brian, I wanted to ask you. I recently uh, rewatched your your latest appearance on Conan, and I had a couple of questions off of that one. You're not going to ask about Darth Vader, are you? Well, I was going to ask. You know, are you still playing Darth Vader? Um, and the other question is, how's it going? <laughs> the whole time. How, how's it going? You know, I know you're trying to. You're, you Here's know, the weird part though, but I've, I've got a I've got a Doctor Strange in my uh, corn, so it's it's like <laughs> it's a cosmic crossover. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the eye of Armagato. <laughs> the brown eye of Armagato. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. The brown eye of Armagato. <laughs> oh, here comes Godzilla. <laughs> Boy, well, my, this is getting crazy. <laughs> my uh, my other question was, um, I, I you know I know that in a lot of the roles that you've played uh, in in film and on TV. Uh, you've sort of embraced your your nerdiness, and and I know that you're you're recently trying to change that. You don't want to be pigeonholed as a nerd or a geek, and you're trying to be more of a creep. And I was wondering, you know, what what the progress is on that so far. That's oh, going great. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole, and, uh, doing a lot of lurking. <laughs> a lot of lurking. Yeah, yeah. I got kicked out of three malls this Christmas. That's good, right? <laughs> Just for generally creeping everybody out. Yeah, I love your your the the standby from the the uh, the comedy parts was just murderer. Yeah, yeah. I stand in the middle of a mall with a bottle of chloroform, yelling, "Has anybody seen my baby?" <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. 
Uh, hey Brian, I, you know I'm, I'm a, a fan of, of Mr. Show when you, you know I, I watched that religiously, and I thought it was one of the most brilliant and innovative comedy shows that that ever came along. Uh, I was just wondering, do you think we'll ever see anything more from from sort of that troop of of, of comedians? Sure. Yeah, um, I know Bob and David are talking about doing something together right now, um, but the three of us wrote, um, I think, Jerry, you read it, right? I read uh, some of the sketches. I didn't read all of it. I read, like, we the wrote a sketch family negotiations and stuff, and there was some really yeah, funny yeah. stuff in there. Yeah. Um, that was one of my stand-ups. Yeah, they wrote a sketch comedy movie. Yeah, that was really a lot. It would be more true to being a Mr. Show movie than Run Running Run was. It, yeah. it would be pretty much, uh, you know, just a low-budget sketch comedy that we would try to shoot ourselves like uh, like we did the show. Um, but hopefully we can get somebody to give us some money at some point. You know, right now Bob's busy uh, directing movies and, and trying to get more clout in that world. So um, you know, I think we're, I think it could happen in the next couple of years, sure. Cool. Yeah, I hope it does, and I and I hope uh, I hope we tour again at some point. I think once Bob's kids are as they're getting older, you know it'll be easier for him to uh, get away for a couple weeks at a time. But the last time we did a live tour a couple years ago, um, it really uh, you know, had had a toll on him. He he wasn't happy being away from his kids for as long as we were. So I saw you guys in Madison, Wisconsin, and there were some people in the front row. Yelling out the lines to stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> you were at the one. Of, that was one of the craziest shows we had. It was, uh, it was when distracting. Ennis, when Ennis went nuts, right? Ennis was, gonna, was yeah. threatening to kick the shit out of these kids. Yeah, really? It was a great show. Oh yeah, but... yeah, yeah. You never heard of John Ennis? He's like the most docile guy in the world. Oh yeah, but at the end of the show, it was, Ennis waited. I think till we were doing our bows, and he's like pointing at the guy and going, "I will fucking kill you," you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, da- David really? David went off and was like, you know, we're not on TV right now. We can hear what you're saying to us. <laughs> it's like an invisible screen. There isn't a screen between us. Yeah, he went all Kramer on you. you know? <laughs> yeah. And then the kid came back uh, after the show. Our bus was parked right behind the venue, and um, kids were coming out to get autographs. And um, I, was, I think I was signing kid's shirt, and Ennis recognized him and flipped out on the kid again, you know, and the kid's kind of, because Ennis was like, I'm serious, man, I will knock you out, you don't do that, and it was pretty crazy, because Ennis was like, he's like, um, if Fozzie the Bear smoked a lot of weed, <laughs> big sweet bear puppet, and uh, that smells like weed and, and um, hippies, and, uh, yeah, he's like the well, you know that that brings up another question. Uh, have you seen you know any any big differences between sort of you know TV and movie fans and and comic book fans as far as uh, in their reaction to your work? No, there's a lot of crossover um, of people that know my name and and uh, know everything that I do now, um, and, and I think that comes from kind of being visible at these cons and, and people knowing I'm part of that world and, and talking about it, on, you know, uh, on TV like I do. And I don't know, that's really helped kind of make make these fans who kind of are aware of almost everything I do, know the voice work, know Tom Goes to the Mayor and that sort of stuff, and know the comic books and know the history, know Mr. Show, and know, um, you know, that I'm a stand-up first, 
you know, and all that. So it's, it's uh, been kind of cool how I, I, in the last couple of years I went from being sort of that guy to, uh, you know, having a name, you know. Sure. If you could write comics full-time, either one of you, uh, if you could write full-time, would you like to do that, or is it just something that you want to play around with? Oh, no. I wouldn't call it playing around. I, I would, um, because I'd like to do both. You know, I'd like to keep doing what I'm doing, but then still do a couple of books a year for sure. Okay. Yeah, uh, I an ongoing, more an ongoing, a monthly would be hard for me right now, but uh, I don't know about Jerry, but yeah, I, I, I would love to do more books, I'd, I'd, you know. Brian and I have some more things that we hope to be able to do together, and and you know I think some of that's just going to mean you know sort of finding some toys that some of the bigger companies aren't playing with at the moment, right? And then also just doing more on our own, and obviously more Christmas stuff, right? Um, and I'm sure we'll do stuff on our. You know, I just did a, a goon on my own, a, um, a backup for the you know the goon war book. Yeah. And by on our own, too, I just mean, like, image and, like, going right. that route, you know, and just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Those guys will be really open, hopefully, to anything that we want right, to throw right. at them within reason. Right. I'd like to do everything. I'd like to do, you know, get a hold of one of the big ones, like a DC or a Marvel superhero at some point, but I'd also like to do kind of an indie book that's more like a... I wouldn't draw it, but it's more like a Joe Matt story or, or uh, an Adrian Tomine where it's kind of based on my real life. I'd love to do that at some point for, uh, you know, the sensitive nerds <laughs> <laughs> and, and fat girls, except for fat girls for me. Have you ever seen the sensitive nerd section of, uh, of previews? <laughs> yeah. sicker all the time. <laughs> it comes. It, it comes with a uh, catalog for uh, ordering awkward clothing, like mesh clothing if you're fat, <laughs> and a, yeah. a box of tissue. <laughs> Brian, you should, you, Brian, this is Hillary. You should do your American Splendor. I mean, that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I can't draw. So. Well, neither you can neither can Peacock. One of the first things I've ever seen Brian draw was. Uh, I don't even know if you'll remember this. We were working on Christmas, and you wrote, you drew, it was like an aisle of food, as though you'd see it at a supermarket, right? But then from part of it, you'd see a samurai sword sort of flying from another aisle. We were, like, just listening to guys. But there was a guy on the news that thought he was, like, from Highlander. And then I sort of looked over, and you had unconsciously begun drawing this adventure of this fucking oh, yeah, maniac. Yeah, true. I drew the POV of a, of a guy that's in the supermarket, and um, this maniac just ran in with a sandwich. So it's, it's this guy kind of ducking down. Yeah, it really made me laugh. It wasn't like obviously the sort of finely polished drawings that we had in Christmas, but like it could work if you ever wanted to sit down and. and well, do a I, I, drew a, I drew a lot, but I don't have any real training, and I, I don't know. It's something, I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to stick around with it, but I'd be kind of afraid to put it out there. Yeah. You can always do it as like a webcomic because, you know, sort of the, the standards are a little bit lower in, in in that medium just because people don't expect. Oh, you just pissed you know, off every well, webcomic artist Well, no, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> We're about can, to get 100 can, angry You emails. can get away Sal with Sal at aroundcomics.com. If, if the webcomics crowd ever figured figures out email, you're going to get a lot of responses. I think my mom is getting mad right now. Yeah. <laughs> What's going what on? What if I just call it Onslaught Reborn? Oh. <laughs> I'm not. Really? Really? <laughs> no, that wouldn't work as a webcomic either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, guys, we, we have we have a couple questions uh, from some of our, our forum members, and I think Al, uh, Hillary is gonna is gonna read them. So take it away, Hillary. Hi, guys. This comes from Bam. How much did your experience as screen slash comedy writers inform your writing for the last Christmas? Did it give you an edge and make it easier to do the book? Or was it difficult to translate from your previous work? Go ahead, guys. I, I sort of feel like the more writing you do, the better you're going to get. And we just, at that point, I had written a lot of, it was probably mostly crap. But it, the more you write, the better you're going to be. And so by the time that we needed to get scripts to Rick, uh, we had really sort of figured out what, what it you know, how to write a comic book script. And we, we sought out some comic scripts. So, you know, all of our, you know, film and TV writing had sort of come into play, just informing it all. And rewriting, uh, you know. I, oh, God, yeah, yeah. Screenplay rewriting, and, and that really came in handy, that experience, because uh, books got way funnier, especially, like, once we start to see pencils, we were able to punch up, and, and that, that kind of comes from... Um, yeah. TV and, and uh, screenwriting experience definitely have, have been able to make things better pretty quickly, you know, and, and giving, you know, you don't have a lot of room. Sometimes you can only just change a line. You can't change an entire scene, you know. Uh, I've been in that situation before where you just have to, you know, with what you got, make that funnier, and, and uh, that, that kind of came into play a couple of times. And the book, making the, you know, the scripts funnier as yeah, and we were really lucky, too, to have Rick and Hill to sort of, you know, I don't know if we would look back and see any deficiencies. I've reread it a bunch and just been like, oh, I'm really happy with the way that this turned out. But having those guys, like, get our backs and stuff for two first-time comic book writers has been great. But I think we both learned a hell of a lot, you know, moving yeah. forward. We might be able to do it quicker. You know, but we're we're both really ended up happy with the way it turned out. So they, I think just the more you write, the, the better you're going to get. They they call that Marvel style, where you write the script or you can you know adjust the script after you get the pencils, which is basically the Stan Lee style of giving the artist a, a story over the phone, and then the guy draws the story, and then scan, Stan writes whatever he wants to afterwards. A lot of hard dialogue. Yeah. So there, this there's a follow up question from Bam. <laughs> Which is, and of course, what else is in the works? Any metal comics, please? Yeah, I think Brian better feel that one then. The metal. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what a metal comic would be. I mean, I feel like this is, uh, you know, I think metalheads would appreciate the last Christmas for sure because uh, you know it's got core references and uh, there's a couple of people pulling up the horns at, at, at different points and you know the yeah, metal Santa, Santa throws them at one point. I'm writing a I'm writing a horror movie on my own right now, and and uh, it's not a metal movie, but there's definitely metal in it. I mean, metal's always going to be, you know, if not in the in the foreground, uh, you know, underlying in anything I do for sure. But uh, I don't have any ideas. Like it's never worked for me. Like you know, the Ozzy Osbourne comic or the Kiss comic uh, or any any of that stuff. You know, when when the people try to do a metal comic. Or, I don't want to piss off Danzig, but uh, I never really dug, you know, any of the... Veronica? <clears throat> what about... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I also, in my defense, I didn't read a lot of it, but I mean, when I saw it, I don't know if metal books really work. I can't really think of a metal comic book that... Did, did you ever... Worked. 
Did you ever read the Alice Cooper from the inside comic? That, no, I didn't know that one. That one was actually uh, pretty good. That either. <laughs> We're going to get an angry email I from Danzig. A, I have the kiss one. Psychos. Maybe, maybe I could put metal comic for a band that nobody likes, like, do, you know, um, Wasp. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Like, a Pretty Boy Floyd, a band that nobody remembers, like, <laughs> there. <laughs> the reason they the reason they never did a second record is they've uh, you know they're, they're vampire hunters or something I don't know <laughs> they're traveling around in a Winnebago filled with corpses <laughs> living the lifestyle <laughs> keeping it real uh, well we have another another uh, poster asked and this is from Paul D uh, he said Brian uh, who's the biggest puppy pussy uh, between you and 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 Patton Oswalt these days, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brian's wiping up wow. poo right now. Right? Patton, I think Patton's uh, like way past me. Um, he has a recent poster of him riding a giant version of his puppy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just gayer than anything I've done for my puppies. You vomited on their diarrhea. Wish, which hey, was there? Did you guys ever post the pictures of the two of you in your backyard? Uh, yeah, I gotta put that on my page or something somewhere. Check back at Brian's page because they did they did like a photo shoot though that it, that turned out like. Uh, well, his dog was over visiting my dogs, and um, Grumpus sat in front of Ernie, and we took a picture, and then we took a picture of Patton and I posed the same way, like. On the grass, patting down on all fours, uh, next to me, down on all fours. Yeah, like kind of one of you's on your side and stuff. And like next, yeah. when you look at the pictures back to back, you want to, you laugh and then you want to, you want to destroy your eyes. It's like a senior. Yeah. Fo- it's like a senior photo. Which one of you? Which one of you is licking yourself? Yeah. No, luckily there was none of that. Okay. It's so gay, it makes you want to punch God. <laughs> well, well, you know, there was one thing... I, they, are, they are both, like, like I got the sense, too, it's like, they don't, you know, they're living in their dog's houses, you know, like, when I go <laughs> over there, and Ernie wants to sit where I'm sitting, it's like, I'm moving over. <laughs> yeah, they're great dogs, both of them, but they, they make me laugh, those guys. With Our them. dogs both rule the house, yeah, when friends come over, it's like, uh, oh, yeah. sorry, dude, that, uh, that's where my dog sits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, well. Speaking of gay, I was wondering, uh, Brian, if you if you knew that, um, w- you know, when you go to your Comedy Central page in order to watch, you know, clips of of your stand up, you're forced to watch a Ellen DeGeneres commercial before before seeing your clips. I was wondering how you felt about that. That's horrible. <laughs> Why would they do that to people? <laughs> so you can watch her talk to the fo- on the phone like Bob Newhart no, no, did her, like four years are, ago. Hey, can we, is there a Balls special. Speaking of balls, <laughs> the, new, the new Martin and Lewis is Brian and his balls. <laughs> his balls are going to be doing the telethon in 50 years. Yeah. And they're going to look better than Jerry does now. 
<laughs> Jerry looks pretty good, actually. Though Ed McMahon, it's rough. Oh man. Like, I keep waiting when I see Jerry Lewis. I keep waiting for some sweaty guy in a shotgun to shoot him because he thinks he's a zombie or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And don't get me wrong. I love, you know, Jerry, Jerry Lewis. Jerry is going to send us an anger email. He really, like, maybe he's better now, but I, I saw him when he was all roided up and stuff. Yeah, a few years ago, he was he looked oh. like a bloated, I thought you know, his head was going to explode. Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah, Day float. Like the Jerry Lewis that got drunk and fell into the East River. It was the bloated corpse right, of exactly, Jerry Lewis. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for him to split open in a bunch of bats and snakes. <laughs> Four smaller Jerry Lewises climb out and run off in different directions. Yeah. Bats and snakes. Here come my kids. <laughs> He just cracks open like Humpty Dumpty, yeah. and it spills out Dude. with a pile oh, of goo and tiny, tiny Jerry Lewis's, and they go all start their own small mar- uh, marathon. Yeah, he starts throwing up those like little crutches that the, the, the kids need. Yeah. Have you? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to hell. This is way off topic, but the best part of the marathon. Way off topic. Way off topic. More off topic than Jerry Lewis. The best part of those marathons though aren't Ed McMahon and they aren't um, Jerry Lewis. They're Larry King. He fills in during the middle, and he doesn't know how to talk to crippled children. Like, he is perhaps the he's rudest very, man. He's very like, uncomfortable, and he's like, "You're gonna die soon." <laughs> so, just how do you talk to crippled children? A bit more tact than Larry King. I was friends. I was friends with. Uh, what was that picture? Uh, anyway, Larry King's a liar. I well, uh, speaking of comedy, um, <laughs> Brian, I, I, I know you were doing the, the, the Comedians of Comedy Tour. Is that still going on, or is that is there a new tour coming up? Could- we just did a show here in L.A., um, and there's nothing planned. I know we're talking about going out in the spring. I'm not sure where. We had, I'm sorry being so vague, but it's really Patton's thing, and, and, you know, I'm always ready whenever he wants to go out. Um, but I, I think we were talking about doing West Coast. Uh, okay. Places like Seattle again, and and Portland, and and uh, up and down, and, and um, you know, like even going to Arizona and places like that. Um, you and you and Sarah are going out, right, or not? Yeah, I'm going out with Sarah, Sarah Silverman. I'm playing a bunch of big cities, uh, in Boston and Chicago, and and uh, places like that with her um, around February or March. Date uh, should be showing up pretty soon for that. Cool. Um, promoting our new show, well, her new show that I'm a, a part of on Comedy Central. I, I just happened to watch uh, her on uh, uh, the the com- uh, Comic Relief. Man, she killed on that. She, she was. Uh, oh, I missed she was, that. I didn't know she was on. She was. Uh, <laughs> she was very funny. Sloppy Joe. I th- are, are, are we spent? Hey, I think we're. I, I, I think, I I think we're spent. Say, yeah. <laughs> you got to talk to Hillary. Yeah, you made I, him I, sit I, here and listen to us talk to you. Well, H- Hillary is Hillary's getting a sloppy Joe and some napkins right now. So, <laughs> is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, that's no, a literal actually description of what he's Bro- doing. Brian, this is uh, such a high class operation. They made sloppy Joes, which is great. But they didn't bring napkins. <laughs> so I had to go into the bathroom and get toilet paper to use as a napkin. And it looks like a bomb went off 
in the bathroom. So it looks like your mouth is taking a dump. It's a good thing that you're on Radio Hill. You're exactly. I no longer feel like eating the sloppy Joe. Okay. I was like, no, don't go in there. Anyway, it was nice. It was nice to hear from you guys. <laughs> well, before we let you go, uh, if you could, maybe you know, are there any special? This is our Christmas special, the last Christmas special that we're doing. Are there any special Christmas moments or? Or uh, stories that you guys could share with us? Uh, we put them yeah, on the spot, yeah, Sal. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you about the Christmas that I'm I'm going home to. This will be my last my last Christmas moment. Was my my folks uh, for for many years? They were together many years, uh, and uh, they were actually they were married for 17 years, and then they split up, and so they always tried to make Christmas special, and uh, then they were divorced, and they were divorced for 17 years. And now my parents have gotten back together. Wow. After 17 years apart, and I'm going home to visit them in, in the house, in, in my mom's house. Wow. It's a bit like Rock, yeah. the Rocky Balboa it, movie. It's going to be a very creepy Christmas at the Duggan house. Um, well, my story, my story tops that. Um, my dad died when I was two, and this Christmas, um, he's coming back. <laughs> Uh, and me and my mom don't know what to get him. Uh, it's going to be really weird. Awkward. I, I would imagine that's an awkward... <laughs> the most awkward Christmas of all time. Well, get him a face it, it, depends, it depends how he comes back. Yeah. Because if he comes back and he's like, Brian, it's so good to see you. Oh, that's him calling right that's now. Great. If not, you better oh. have a shoddy on hand. Well, no, I mean, I'm digging him up and taking him to a pet cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing him back. Is that okay? Uh, this old guy that this old guy that lives next to me told me of this place uh, <laughs> where you can bring things back. Remember, Brian, there's always a price to pay. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have to take care of him. <laughs> you're going to have to vomit on your resurrected yeah. father's diarrhea. It's going to be like... old man vomit on top of your vomit on top of the dog vomit. He's going to kill me. He's going to kill me, and then I'm going to pull over and go, No, sad daddy. <laughs> just, just hang one of those trees around his neck, you know? A little disinfectant. <laughs> Air fresheners. Smell yeah. fresh. Hey, one more. I guess whenever I think of Christmas, too, I always like the story of the guy that dresses up like Santa, and he's he's probably drunk. That's what they kind of leave out. You know, he goes down the chimney and then needs the fire department to come with, with jackhammers to break him out of the chimney. <laughs> that was like every December 26th in New Jersey. You could always read the story about the guy from Franklin Lakes that got drunk and decided to, you know, actually go down the chimney. There's one of those every year. Isn't that in Gremlins? Isn't that what happened to Phoebe Cates' uh, dad? <laughs> Is that true? Stop Stop yeah, stealing your ideas from Gremlins. She hates Christmas. In Gremlins, she hates Christmas because her dad got her dad yeah, got Christmas. That is right. Well, my favorite Christmas memory is when my dad bought me something from a Chinese, a small Chinese shop in downtown. <laughs> it was a tiny... <laughs> Yeah. A tiny creature. I think my favorite Christmas memory was when uh, I was trapped in this large high-rise uh, building in in Los <laughs> Angeles. Yeah. I, I was a police officer, and there was these German terrorists that were... <laughs> 
Still my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> Run across, running across broken glass. Yeah, that yes. hurt. That well, was. I remember. I remember your Christmas card that year. It was uh, ho ho ho. Now I have a machine gun, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But I, but I didn't. Now it makes perfect sense. My favorite Christmas was was when they started selling alcohol and letting prostitutes run wild in my hometown, Bedford Falls. It was great. in nineteen twenty <laughs> in nineteen twenty six. There was one Christmas uh, where I wanted to be a dentist. and um, What? A dentist? <laughs> Work. I'm actually made out of snow. I'm going to melt by the end of the show. <laughs> Shall we let these poor gentlemen go and spend I, time with their families? Are you guys planning on going to any conventions uh, in this next coming year to promote the last Christmas or anything else you're working on? Uh, I think more than ever, yeah, more than we ever have. Uh, yeah, I think we're finally going to get to Seattle, and uh, I think we're yeah. going to make New York. And we we usually have been at WonderCon. We missed last year, but um, we're going to be in New York. Yeah, What's well, the one in North Carolina? What's the one in North Carolina? Oh, uh, Heroes, Heroes Con. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Heroes Con. <laughs> I'd love to make it out to Heroes. Yeah, we'd love Heroes to get there. Great. Sure. Well, we'll we'll be we'll be in uh, in New York in February, and of course Chicago is is, is our hometown. Uh, convention. So, so we'll we'll come and see you and make you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Just saying hi. Please. Uh, hey. Yeah, please do it. We want to make Chicago too. My well, I I may be there anyway. My uh, fiance's family is there, so uh, maybe I'll be there solo. But it it is up uh, right up against San Diego again this year, or is it? A little uh, it's a little earlier. It's uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's July. It's the end of July as mm-hmm. opposed to uh, the beginning of August. It's like yeah. it, it's like two weeks earlier, I believe. That means it'll only be 93. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I might, I might make Chicago, too. But definitely um, Seattle and, and WonderCon and, and San Diego, obviously. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much. It has been a, a, a wonderful time with you. We, we covered we, everything. Yeah, we, we covered did. fucking <laughs> Jerry Lewis Marathon. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's something you can rebroadcast as counter programming when uh, when he when he goes on the air next time. Labor Day, yeah. <laughs> the Labor Day special. The Labor Day special. All right, well, guys, yeah. we we love the book. Congratulations on all the success. We didn't even mention that it was a an Amazon editor's top ten pick, so that means it's got to be good, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh, according to the internet. Yeah, <laughs> except, with the, except with the sensitive nerd stuff, you know. <laughs> well, the Sandman oh, Christmas special, <laughs> where Santa drowns in a river of tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, for anyone that hasn't read the book and, and is listening to this, I, I mean, uh, it, it's hilarious. I mean, these guys have really put themselves into it, and, and, and between Rick and Jerry and Brian and Hillary, Michelle and Michelle, I, I mean, it's just a fantastic, funny, you know. Please don't go at it too seriously. It's it's a joke. It's it's a supposed to be funny and not something to be analyzed. It's just fun and entertaining and and irreverent right, and crazy. Angry emails to Bill O'Reilly though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could certainly do that, but but uh, but it's it's a really good book. If you haven't picked it up, go yeah, check Brian it out. and I have a no prize planned. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure out something. The no prize was a chip though. It was just an empty an empty uh, envelope. We can beat that. I'm thinking dog vomit maybe could work for that. I'm kicking the balls. How about a text message with Brian Sack in it? <laughs> Get that going too. <laughs> Just be one of my friends and you'll get one of those. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a holiday message from 
from Brian's uh, balls. I sent Jerry a picture of my balls on Thanksgiving that said Happy Turkey Day. That's how I, that's how I knew uh, it was a holiday. It's not a holiday unless I get a message. Brian's balls and his kids yeah. and the marathon. <laughs> and his dog. I knew it was time to put delicious turkey in my mouth when I saw those balls. <laughs> Uh, no, hey, thanks for having us. It's, hey. uh, it's a real blast. Um, you know, uh, it just could not have uh, been a you know a better first time for us in comics. So, um, you know, I want to thank Hillary and Rick and Michelle for that. Hey guys, um, thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun, and uh, you know, I hope we can get some more things going pretty quickly. And uh, yeah, you know, here's that. Absolutely. Well, thanks. thank you guys for spending the time with us, and, and have a, a happy holiday. Yes. Yeah, you too. Right. Yeah. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Bye. Christmas. Bye. Take care. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> yes. Kitchen Kwanzaa. And we'd like to thank Jerry Dugan and Brian Posehn for spending so much time with us. And because of that, we have decided to make this part one of our Christmas special. It's too much. It was too much of a too good time. Too much talking well, to people that actually do comics. We, we kind of planned on, on talking with Hillary a little bit after talking, you know, we, we talked with him a little bit before, and we decided we'd talk to him a little bit after, but it was such a great conversation. And we ended up spending about over an, an hour, hour yeah, with, with, with Hillary, just Hillary in it, so. but it was, it was fascinating and, and just a great, great talk with him, so we decided to make it its own episode. Yeah. And, so coming uh, up in a couple of days, you'll have... Uh, Part two of our Christmas special, we'll finish up with uh, with Hillary Barda. It was a, a really, really neat. And, and now playing the part Pardon of him. Hillary Barda <laughs> is Mr. John Suntress. It's my pleasure. Uh, I enjoy inking. I enjoy drawing. I enjoy life. <laughs> I am an artist. <laughs> That's, that sounds nothing like Hillary Barda. <laughs> no, Hello. Suntress, how are you doing? Boys, I, I'm coming off a cold, and I'm doing fine, so I Thank hope not you, to infect you. You're looking strong. Back. I feel comfortable with you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry I missed Gene Colan, but, man, Hillary was great, and uh, it's definitely going to be worth a second episode. I'm not being nice. The guy's got an incredible Kink. career and touches a lot of different lot, things beyond yeah. last Christmas. Yeah. Uh, we you, talk about you won't regret yeah. it, kids. Yeah. You will not regret it. All right, so check that out in our next episode. It will be a lot of fun. Uh, Sal, uh, the Around Comics Hotline. one eight 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 six five gcas Give us a call. Leave us a message. We'll play it on the show. and If it's suitable. Which we haven't turned one down yet. No, true enough. <laughs> that's uh, that's one way to interact with uh, with the show. Another one is by going to the Frapper Map. Uh, we have some new Frapper Mappers. Tom, who signed up in the last week? <laughs> you, you always handed off the weird names. So, well, I actually now that guy. I've just said it, Greg Mistevich. I'm sorry, I just said your name is weird, Greg Mistevich. It's Gimateus G- G- from the forum, by the Mateus way. Oh, I'm Mateus sorry. Hey, he's a good guy. He's a word balloon listener as well. well. No, I didn't. Yeah, no, no, of course not. But I'm asshole. just saying that, like, in addition to him being new to being frapper, he's, he's insert, quite the podcast w- listener. Insert witticism here. Q Tom. You're not going to get anything. <laughs> too, <from> late. <laughs> too late. Too late. Exactly. <laughs> My wit was spent hours ago. No, good guy. I hung out with him in San Diego. Uh, and mm-hmm. really, really. Yeah, very good poster on the forum. Very cool guy. Yeah. Um, uh, ben, ben just from, a uh, fucked up last name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Manchester, New Hampshire, and he says, uh, "Welcome to Manch Vegas, 
New Hampshire, home of the Monarchs, Pilot Groove, and New England's best LCS Midnight Comics. There you go. Sounds like a porn shop. And Andy Jewett from Elkhart, Indiana. <laughs> Who? Who? Andy Jewett? I know him. Do you? Yeah, he's all over. I know. He's Word. all over the place. Word. Word from Andy Jewett. No, Andy's a great guy. Um, Thank you, like Andy. He said, uh, love the show, guys. Yep. Andy's, Andy's a, a great guy. Um, Check out all the great things that AroundComics.com has to offer. It's your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, and opinions. While you're there, please take a minute to fill out our listener survey. It lets us know who we're talking to and how we can make Around Comics a better show. We are proud members of the Comic Podcast Network. The CPN is a collection of the best comic book podcasts on the net. You can learn more about the network and find more great podcasts at ComicPodcast.com. Just so everyone is aware, we post next week's topic on Tuesdays or thereabouts. Sometimes I'll sneak them in on Mondays. And that's all at our forum at www.aroundcomics.com. Uh, if you'd be so kind as to take part of our listener LCS challenge, we would appreciate that. Also, check us out at uh, Comic Space, www.comicspace.com slash aroundcomics. Slash Tom Cares. <laughs> I'm a friend of both of those pages. And, yes, and, you are. And, and actually, and C. Neeson as well. Wow, he didn't even pimp his own Comic Space page. I don't need to. Everybody, not really sure everybody what comes to Got to be honest, not really sure what else we're doing on Comic Space other than being there. It's like a well, big-ass yearbook it's, for everyone. It's hey, growing, I love you. It's love changing. You changing. It's, well, Thanks for the ad. What's the difference? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck you for the ad. What's the difference between that and MySpace or anything else? I'm I mean, waiting for that just, one person. Well, at least MySpace, we can like run our shows and stuff like that. Yeah. No, no, no. And I'm and I'm. I'm happy hey, to be there. it's fucking free. Don't uh, complain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? hey, hey. I'm waiting for the People one like person that truly nice. feel comfortable with sending the message of fuck you for the ad. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you can always delete me as a friend. Rob Liefeld, I'm looking at you. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> He's a nice guy. I like Rob. I know. Rob That's is why nice. I think it'll be funny if I said, fuck you, Rob. <laughs> no. I don't think it would be seen that way. Wink. <laughs> God. Don't be a wink at the end. Wink emoticon. Okay. All right. And of course, my favorite the itunes review please go to the itunes music store and leave us a review we would definitely or leave us a review at dig.com or your audio page or send us a letter or yeah just (laughs) wave a flag saying how much alley would be nice smoke signals call up other podcasts and tell them how great we are call your parents tell them tell (laughs) call hillary bardas get a tattoo everyone (laughs) Thank you so much. I want to uh, thank uh, Brian Dugan. Uh, Brian Dugan? Gerard Dugan. Gerard Dugan. Gerard Dugan. Dugan. It's, it's, Dugan. So, it's so late here, I'm starting to meld people together. Jared. Jared. Jerry Dugan. Brian Dugan. Posehn. Duggan. Duggan. Jerry Duggan. Can I do this? Brian Posehn. Hillary Barda. Do you want to thank people? I think this you is like this is like an Elvis show in 1972. <laughs> yeah. I like to thank Brian Duggan. Sing it, girl. What? what? Well, my belt's too tight. <laughs> Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll be back on Thursday with another great episode with Hillary Barda. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in and line and around, and around comics. Las Vegas style shows. Not anymore. <laughs> Chris, you're fired. <laughs> like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. 
Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time when the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same. Bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2006. All rights reserved.
Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. The tannin bomb trees are passing below. Someone says, Ho, ho, you glance up quite quickly. A man with a beard white as snow. Sugar plum visions you see in a dream. Chimney, St. Nick with the twinkling eye. 